Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session. And this year, you know what? I mean, this week, we are uh, we are starting a year fresh, and we thought the best way to do that is to give you a a multi step process for forecasting. And you know, it's 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 one of those things that some companies require, some companies don't, some bosses require, and some don't. We uh, we believe that, uh, in the mortal words of uh, Yogi Berra. If you don't know where you're going, you might wind up someplace else. So we want to help you pick a destination, forecast where we're going, and that's going to be the topic of this week's Ales with Aslan podcast. And I'm joined by old friend and uh, guru of forecasting. That's Mark Lampson. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. Equally old or older friend, I might add. Uh, yeah, you, you're you're talking about age now. I was just talking about longevity of friendship. You should have said that. <laughs> I should have said that more Clarifying clearly. question. That's a good Ep- point. Episode And three. very fair. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Mark, as we know, this show is not just about selling. It's about the ale. So what do you have that's frosty and refreshing uh, down there in your lap? Why is it in your lap again? Uh, post-holiday here. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because... Uh, because the table is full. <laughs> the, studio, <laughs> the studio is not adequate with the uh, cup holders. I don't want to it on my laptop. It's a <laughs> drop-in brewing company, Red Dwarf American Amber Ale. I'm not okay. an IPA fan, but okay. I'm an ale, amber ale, American. You're willing American. to try. Yeah, 5.5% of volume, mm. uh, ABV, and uh, let's give it a shot here. It's been rolling around a little bit. so it's It has. This could a be bit. a mess. Oh, yeah. yeah that's going to cause a uh, By the way, these, stain. these glasses are way too small well you know it's all about Drink, looking good drinking responsibly Look at that. yeah exactly right Ooh, it's quite a head exactly right so uh, i am gonna do something because you know it's uh, it's not too far uh into the afternoon here so i am gonna do something uh of a breakfast brew this is called the mckeller beer geek all right breakfast oatmeal stout brewed with coffee okay that is a lot and it's seven and a half percent. This is a product of Norway, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna open that puppy up and um, let's see. Oh, that's good. That's good. Let's see. Well, you hear All right, that. and cheers to the new year. Cheers to the new year. Yeah. Cheers to uh, figuring out our destination so we don't wind up in the right in the wrong place. Mm, that's good. And when you said, uh, you know, fresh start, I, yeah. I just couldn't help but wanting to sort of think of "Fresh" by Cool and the Gang as some background music. Would that be appropriate? I, I guess. Play? I mean, I we've never do, done that do before. We a, do we have a license to play "Fresh"? I don't. As long as it's under fifteen uh, seconds, I think you're good. Let's see here. Uh, oh, I think there's going to be an exciting. Ad. There's going to be an inappropriate ad that comes up for Jack Daniels. <laughs> uh, so there's some free Jack Daniels uh, marketing, but in any event, I don't think it's worth the wait. So uh, it's all fun. It's you, all fun for you folks at home. Uh, just listen to Fresh. It's on YouTube. It's kind of cool. I do love Cool and the Gang, and that brings me back to some younger days for sure. But so the, yeah, so you know, I think the idea of starting the year with the end in mind. It all comes back to this idea of forecasting and whatever you want to call it. Forecasting isn't just for the company you work for. It's not just for the boss you work for. It really can be for you as a sales rep as well. And so I think, you know, 90% of our content today, we're directing really at the sales rep themselves. Although, as always, the sales leaders can learn from this as well and and how to work better uh, as I as I call myself often a a, uh, a marriage counselor for sales leaders and sales reps, we're trying to bring you two closer together so that you can uh, develop common goals and, and move forward in 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 a cohesive way. 
And so let's break down some steps for the group on how to set an effective forecast, yeah. how to accurately get themselves a direction to head into the year. A piece of cake. I think, you know, you were talking about what is a forecast. I mean, it's a fancy word for predicting. You're predicting, you're predicting what you're going to sell, where you're going to sell it, how you're going to sell it. Uh, just a word that gets used. Uh, you know, predictions are uh, a little bit more pie in the sky, crystal ball. Uh, I'll give a shout out to my to my other old friend. Uh, I'm going to use his name. We can we use names on this podcast if they don't mind. Uh, you know, I'm going to ask uh, if someone's if you're listening, let me know. But Rob McKernan and I used to uh, sit down at the end of the year and do predictions. Yep. Predict the stock market any major events, who'd win the World Series. And uh, Rob, we're way overdue. He's in Paris now. We used to get together for lunch. But, uh, you know, I'll meet you halfway, and let's have lunch and do our predictions. <laughs> Where, in Iceland? Well, uh, in Paris. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. Greenland? <laughs> That's right. Somewhere in the Middle Atlantic. Perfect. Uh, so forecast is a prediction. Yep. And, and and it's a better prediction. And, yeah, to Scott's point, there's a couple of simple steps. And, and by the way, if you've already done this for 2020, and you're crystal clear on what who you're pursuing and what you're going to make and what they're going to do, then you could skip this one. Have yeah. a beer, listen to Fresh, and uh, call it even. And go sell something. <laughs> do you think there's anybody out there that is prepared? Uh, it's some. It's yeah. Some. There's some. be a small percentage. The Aslan team, I should hope. Well, they better be. Yeah. And, and guys, by the way, just a selfish little plug here. If you know of anybody that needs sales training, my, my pipeline might be a little thin right now, according to my boss. So <laughs> send me some leads. <laughs> All right, so I, gotta, so I think I think the first place to start is remember the goal here is, is back to Yogi Bear is to so here's we know we're much more likely to end up here if we forecast. First stop, start with your current accounts. You have a current set of accounts, and and they've been doing something this year. I think it's always worth to look. So forecasting is about forward, but to learn it's about looking backwards. Yeah, go look at the last couple of years if you have that history. Uh, depending on what you sell, depending on the recurring revenue, in a lot of situations, there's uh, there's some percentage of revenue that returns. Not so much account by account, but but I can tell you for Aslan, we know that number. We know that for all of our accounts, some do more, some do less, but there's a certain percentage, and it's plus or minus 5% a year yeah, yeah. that pretty consistently comes back if we keep servicing and managing those accounts. So figure what that is. Look at your accounts. Look at where they're going to... We talk about break your revenue into defend revenue and grow revenue. Defend is we're going to keep doing things and supplying them these things over and over again. Grow means i got to find new decision makers, new projects and opportunities within an account. But you should be able to put your finger on those things. And, and, and now we're sort of saying, well, what's the forecast? What's likely to happen? You know, not possible, uh, but what's likely? What's pretty likely to happen? It, it, the forecast is sort of what you're planning on to happen. And and this work, the more accounts you have, the better your forecast is because any one will 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 kind of mess it up less. Yes, true. Uh, but yep. you can't control that. Right. And, and you know, I'm not gonna. It's it's hard to say what's what's real, what's not real. But we do this at Aslan. Yeah. So we start and you know, sit down with my reps. And they say, this is my account. This is what we're going to do. And we go through and say, where is that coming from? And 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 uh, maybe I didn't mention it, but but also when you look backwards, not look at your accounts, but look at your forecast last year. Yeah. Uh, we had one particular forecast that we really missed last year. There were three opportunities that were three of the top five opportunities we had forecasted that were zero. Mm. And uh, we learned what we missed. There was a change in regime or leadership. There was 
something else that should have gave us an indicator and one just kind of didn't happen and nothing we could do about it. So learn from that, pick your current accounts and, and get a number on what you think your current accounts are going to do or forecast. Just one clarifying question, because I love this idea of, you know, there's a percentage of your revenue that will repeat and, and a rep should understand that and know that. But are, are there any guidelines that you've seen by industry or by type of salesperson that, you know, is it like, is 50-50 normal? Is it, you know, I'm sure it varies by industry, but like, I'm just wondering if there's a, you know, a pattern you've seen over the years where, you know, 50-60% of your revenue should be coming from existing accounts. Yeah, I think it's a good question. It's, 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 it's dependent on your solution, but what's more dependent is what drives that. So for us, for us, we train an organization and we do a lot of work with the reps and the managers and install systems and tools and programs and training. Largely what drives our recurring revenue is hiring. Yeah. So when they hire new reps, they train them. So you say, well, it's different businesses, different industries. If it's a growing company and they're growing 50% a year, that's one thing. If they're just a stable company and there's a 15 to 20% turnover, that's another thing. There's other industries, uh, you know, which might be buying, um, subscriptions for users and the users grow, then that grows at a much faster rate. Yeah. Or, you know, so it's about what is it? Don't get away from your product and say, what is going on that naturally drop without selling what drives the consumption of your products or services? Yep. And I would sort of look at that. Yep. Yep. That's good. That's good. Excellent. All right. So, so we have our current, we have our current accounts from this year next stop there's only three stops next stop is your current opportunities so you should be starting the year with some opportunities you've been working on there's a, a name there's a project in various stages of a proposal to a meeting to a whatever so same thing look at those uh this is where we, this is where i'll we we missed a couple of these last year they were opportunities uh, and so the, the only thing to say there is it certainly has to be in that sort of 65% range. You know, we sort of assign a probability by the stage it's in. You know, you've had a discovery meeting with someone and they said, I think we're going to do something. That's that's not a forecasted opportunity. Right. Uh, yeah. At a minimum, you need to have presented to a decision maker and he or she has said, yeah, that, that aligns. You've had some kind of bant conversation, right? Budget, authority, need, and, and timeline. They have a, yeah, this is a 2020 initiative. Yep. Um, and you have to have some positive buying signals. It could be competitive, might not be 100%, but you, you know, if you have three of those things, this is what we've been doing. If you have three of those projects, let's just make up a number, and they're all $50,000 projects, then, then forecast 25 for all three of them. Yeah. And then if you close two of the three, you're sort of ahead. You're ahead you know, of so, yeah. so um, just something to think about in terms of breaking current opportunities. And this is the part of the year where we get into this good news, bad news. Like, yeah, something fell out of this year and that's bad. It, you know, I didn't get paid on it this year. Maybe I missed some escalators, but hey, now I might be starting the new year right. with something strong. And so, you know, those those can be positive, negative uh, opportunities. And when you're forecasting, make sure you, you appropriately apply that to your forecast at the right percentage. How many times do you think we talked about shutting the computers off to put the mute button on, you think? I, 108. And, I have a I have a checklist over and here. And yet it's it's still went off. <laughs> it still goes off and tells me my next appointment. Yeah, I love that. It's good. Am I am I running up against your next? You appointment? are. Yeah. If you could speed up a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah. So okay. So you so know, number number for your current accounts. Number for current opportunities. Okay. Forecast. And again, we 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 do this in Salesforce. This is a Salesforce function. 
There's lots of tools to do it. This is a, this is a piece of paper or make it a spreadsheet. It's not difficult. Yeah. In addition to the forecast, you, you should probably also write next to each one of those a best and worst case scenario. What's best case? Not make up a number and it's all even zeros. It's I can see this. So I can see these opportunities, these divisions, these projects, these resources. I can see that. I'm maybe not there or it's not probable or even likely, but I, it's possible and I can see it. That's best case. You do all those things. That's best case. Yeah. Then worst case. What's worst case? Yeah. Worst case is zero for every account technically. And for some, it would be. For some, it's like if it's a binary, like, hey, if this person you know leaves or this person changes their mind, it's zero. Uh, right. But where you have a few different points out and there's some things, then, you know, it's it's probably not zero. It's probably something, anything could happen. Uh, but it's like, you know, think about when you went into your finals in college, you know, what's best case and yeah. worst case, yeah. right? And you kind of... I could get an A, yeah. but I could slip all yeah. the way to a C. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> so current accounts, current opportunities, have a forecast. That's the number you're predicting. And then there's a best and worst case for each of those. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Um you know, I wanted to, <clears throat> so so we've kind of spent some time on rear view. Now we're kind of transitioning mm-hmm. into, you know, what's this thing start to look like as we as we do some forward looking. Um, one that you and I talked about that I love is the really most personal, you know what, can I try some of yours? Because I finished mine already. <laughs> That's because the glasses are so small. <laughs> it's so, I mean, these are like. I got to try this. This is, uh, this looks good. I like the color a lot better than my dark, yeah. ridiculously dark. Mm. Um, what I was starting to say is this really personalizes forecasting, right? This next part of it that you and I have talked about is picking your own adventure, picking your own income, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at what you, you know, your compensation plan, and maybe it's tweaking this time of year, maybe there's going to be slight, slight verification uh, or, or, or variation, I should say, where, you know, your management team is changing it, but really you should always know what, what pays you. And so now you can sort of look out into this year and say, what do I need to sell to make what I want to make? And I can remember when I became a sales guy right out of college, my dad said those exact words. You're in a profession where you can make as much as you want. All you got to do is know the comp plan, set your target and go make, you know, go make the sales. Mm -hmm. And so this is a really, really important one to me. I, I really believe that everybody out there has at least a large percentage of the control in their hands. Yeah, pick a number. Uh, pick a real number that you want to make. It is the reason a lot of people are in sales. You can you can control your compensation. Uh, you know, uh, on the backside, we're talking to managers and saying, know what your rep's personal goals are. Exactly. So, you know, when you pick a number, pick 100,000, 200, 500, yeah. a million, but whatever number you want, why the why is the important part. It's a great point yeah right and if you, it's not just about your w2 and your bank account <clears throat> you're trying whether you're on the retirement side or the early side or you want a car or you want <clears throat> a spouse to be able to quit work or you want to buy something for somebody or just have have an extra x dollars to do something whatever but the why is much more powerful than the number so connect to the why pick the number and then point. work backwards and so when you work backwards of what you want to make likely likely your forecast for your current accounts and your current opportunities is going to be short. Guess what? You just landed on your forecast for your, what we call new prospects. Yes. So when we forecast, everyone's got a line that says new prospects. Scott, your forecast as a seller says account, 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 opportunity, and then new prospects, Scott Cassidy. Yep. Those are 
the opportunities that you're going to find and close this year that you don't even know who or where they're going to come from. Yep. It's from marketing. It's from the things we've been teaching about prospecting. But you have to have a number. You don't have to. But if you don't, you'll end up somewhere else. Yep. To Yogi Berra's point. So that gives you the difference. This is a math problem. Yes. This is a sure. math problem. Yep. I want to make this much money. This is unpaid. It's what I make from this, from this. And so I have a, a gap I need to fill in. Um for my for my new prospects and so now i know that number the the last piece is well how do you get there yeah uh we talk about productivity i think that's somewhere on the podcast i know it's a blog about productivity versus activity yes and, and i'll just simply say this you have to be able to work backwards so you know you need to know a couple of things and if you don't know these go back a couple of years and come up with a number and and guesstimate you need to know how many, what's your average size of your average opportunity. Is that too many averages? An average of an average? Is I that think a mean? I, I've always told you can't average an average, but okay. you just average an average. Well, and I think it's fine. I feel good with it. Let's use a mean or a median, depending on the statistical significance and conference interval that you're You just lost half the audience. Sorry. <laughs> Bring it back. Take a swing at the number you're... Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, but no, you need to know what your average deal is. Yes. And so... If you if you want to do three hundred thousand dollars in new prospects, your average deal is 50 k. Then you need six deals. Fine. Yeah. So now work backwards to your average deal size. Now what's your closure rate? Mm-hmm. I need five deals to close one. Yep. Okay. So we just went from six deals. We need thirty opportunities. Yep. Fair enough. We go upwards. Opportunities and everyone's sales process is different, but they come from something. Maybe it's a presentation. Maybe it's an on-site visit. Maybe it's a product demo. Something. Yeah. In your business, you have something that goes, remember, we're working backwards. We're working upstream, up the funnel. We're building our, our productivity funnel. So there's something. And then and then those things typically come, the demo, the, the presentation, comes from some type of discovery meeting. That's another important piece. You've had some kind of, you know, uh, question, discovery, you know, fact-finding conversation, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And the last step is that comes from a certain number of contacts. So how many contacts and people do you have to go pursue that get to discovery? So if you need six deals at 50 grand, you might need, you know, 30 opportunities. You might need 60 presentations, you know, 60 presentations. You might need keep going. You might yeah. need a couple of hundred discovery meetings and you might need a thousand prospects that's or right. contacts, whatever it is, that's the numbers. And then that's your plan and break it down. Yeah. You have 52 weeks a year, 50, give or take. That's an easier number. And now you have a plan. It's it, This is where sales and marketing come so close together. And this is why I, I believe, you know, I know they're in most companies, two separate organizations, but sales and marketing integration or that or, or a, a good workflow between the two departments is so important because the funnels are identical. It's all about how much do I need to put in the top of this thing to get one deal out the bottom. And when you know those numbers as a seller or as a marketer, uh, you uh, you have a really good chance of building a plan that's that's sustainable and gonna gonna get you to where you want to go. So you don't wind up with Yogi off in some other place, right? So good. So you know I go, you know part of what we've talked about will sound like common sense, and a lot of what we do at Aslan does. Uh, what what it's not is common practice. What we find when we go out, and so we hope that some of this stuff resonates with you and that you'll take this time as you're probably just wading into the new year now with some 
potentially a little bit of extra time on your hands that you take the time to go through this exercise. Use the steps in this process to your advantage. Uh, I think there's a whole nother podcast to talk about, you know, productivity steps in the in the process. And I'm going to put that on our list as a good future uh, opportunity because there's such a difference between activity and productivity and some great blogs on our site that uh, that will help explain that so do you think we should have a podcast on uh, managing the mute and audio functions on your computer as a salesperson or as a podcaster there could be a technology element that would be probably helpful for us to watch mm -hmm. a podcast of that ilk because we uh we don't seem to be able to sort that out beer was good content was awesome any any parting words uh as we start the new year and and talk specifically about setting ourselves up for success no, uh, to your point, you know, this might seem like common sense. It just comes from, uh, it, it, we're trying to give people a starting point. So when you sit down and say, come up with your forecast, people are like, ah, a million Is there dollars. a template? Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. So Give me a spreadsheet. This is the template. Uh, you know, check in on it. And, and when you start doing this, uh, I'll say that the, the, the benefit of doing this consistently is the first year, you're going to be off. You just are, right? But then look at it. You have a forecast. And next year, look at how you did versus the forecast and why. And 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 the good salespeople can forecast plus or minus 10% of their number. And then you got something. Yeah. And so pick your own income, you know, the plan the work, work the plan. Don't be Yogi Bear. Don't end up, you know, anywhere. Um, and and enjoy it. And, and enjoy the enjoy the the why of you being a seller to help customers and to help them and and to and to make the money you want and to do the things that you want to do well and it reminds me as i come back to and put my you know my uh marriage counselor hat on this is you know a lot of times reps i think and i was one look at the request for a forecast as you just want to <laughs> you just want to change the way i drive yeah. you want to change the way i i act you want to change me in some way and and you know i don't I don't claim that every sales manager out there is pure of heart, but the ones that really want their people to be successful can use forecasting as a way to just put a roadmap out there for how we're going to get you to what you said is important. You want to make this much money because you want to buy a house. Great. I'm glad we know each other well enough so that I know that that's important to you. And let's pull that back and let's put a plan in place, a forecast, a prediction that'll help both of us get to where we want to go. And I think that that's just a different way to look at forecasting that might be, you know, counter to what you've read in books or heard in sales meetings in the past. This is a partnership that you and your boss should go through together and build a good plan. And hopefully this is a great way for you to start your new year. Welcome to 2020. Yeah, so can I, uh, before your big close, just say yeah. one thing I want to say. I forgot to say. Uh, You're out of beer? Well, the drop-in <laughs> brewing Red Dwarf makes me want to burp. So it's just putting it out there for people. I so know. don't have it. Well, if, I'm trying. It's just saying if you're in a podcast and you're you're trying to hold it in, just pick 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 accordingly. <laughs> okay, so you've been warned. The Red Dwarf is it? Yes. Where's that from again? Is that Vermont? Drop in Brewing Company. I'm not sure where they are. Vermont, Middlebury, Vermont. Look them up. All right. Well, thanks everybody for another great episode of Ales with Aslan. We'll see you again in one more week. Enjoy the podcast and enjoy the beer.